All right, hey. Hi. How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. It's been uh, a little hotter up here than usual, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Last time we we were talking, you guys were having, like, the craziest storm ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been, it's stampede week, so it's been on oh, and right. off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, my family's talking about going and stuff, and, and friends back home are going, and I still don't care about stampede. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, we went for like some lunch stuff the other day and it was okay. It was like super cheap admission day and we had nothing else to do. So we went down for a little bit Then the crowd started. That's an expensive lunch, I guess though. Right? Like, cause you have to pay entry fee and then the lunch. Yeah. But the entry fee was two bucks. It was like, Oh, I, Oh, okay. Cheap entry for that day. Yeah. Yeah. So that was okay. Then yeah. I saw had- the, f- the food picks. Those looked good. It made me re- realize I haven't had progies in half a a decade right (laughs) it's so rare that i have them too uh they were okay it's like carnival food right so like it's not exactly filling but it's tasty well when i was in when i was in college i lived down the street from a bar that did like pierogi wednesdays or there was a deal on their pierogies so you would go there and you would basically buy like nachos but instead of chips it was pierogies Okay, sure. Yeah. I didn't do that enough. I did not go to that enough, and I regret that now. Yeah, that sounds like it would would have been real good, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Cool. All right, people. Yeah, people asking about John. John is away at a convention, and I only know where he's at because someone in the chat said Anime Iowa. I've never heard of that before, so fair enough. Yeah. I, I had no idea what that was either. Yeah. Um, I didn't even really know he was into anime. I'm guessing it's a invitation guest spot thing. Maybe. Yeah. It must be. Um, I don't remember him ever saying that hit one of his bucket list things was to visit Iowa. So That's true. I'll, yeah, I don't think he's also... I can't recall Iowa being a... A recurring spot for sure. A destination so, spot, yeah. I'm I'm curious if a- I- Anime Iowa is that big or not. I guess it must uh, be enough to like hire TRG to appear or whatever. All right, yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out. I don't even know when he's back. Maybe next week. I have no idea. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we'll find out about that. But yeah, for for this week, it's just just Paul and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw Spider-Man though. I, I saw that. I did. Yeah. And I also I also saw Spider-Man. Nice. We should talk about some Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, more than anything, I guess I was just excited to see how they do. Maybe one of the lamest villain ideas. Like Mysterio's always been a lame villain because he's just like, oh, I suck at being an actor, so I'm gonna be evil now or whatever with special effects and magicry. And like, yeah, <laughs> like he just kind of messes with Spider-Man because he has no superpowers. He's always he's just been like, lame. how can I, how can I most trick Spider-Man with like, yeah. sleight of hand. Or like it's like a Scooby-Doo villain, right? Totally. Yeah. Like I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for that meddling Spider-Man sort of thing. Um, But I'll say mm -hmm. Mysterio was probably like my favorite part of that movie. No, that's the thing Uh, is that I was just like, how do you do Mysterio in 2019 when even when he was created, he was lame. I was like, oh, right. Technology kind of makes this like make sense somehow. (laughs) 
Yeah. Um, uh, we're not going to get into spoilers for, for people who are getting a little worried. We won't, we won't go into spoiler territory. But um, that ending is crazy. That's a crazy. For ending. Sure. Are you talking about like the credit scenes and stuff? Yeah. 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 Those those are absolutely ridiculous. Super good. Um, but yeah, I like Mysterio. I thought was great. I thought they did a really good job with him. Mm-hmm. I, I also thought Jake Gyllenhaal was was did a really good job i really enjoyed seeing him and it made me be like i need to watch some jake Hall stuff oh he kills it um, like everything he's in i don't know what it is he you just know you're gonna get like a decent role from him yeah i so. i loved just like the team up of spider-man <laughs> and and mysterio together they were it was like just like this is great to see they're such good buddies this is awesome yeah my one thing about it is that i wish there was more spider-man versus mysterio because that's kind of what i wanted they spend too much time in the trickery part i'll say without like spoiling anything so yeah yeah i i I don't don't say too much more you're getting close for sure Mm -hmm. um that's my only gripe with it is that when that stuff starts kicking off i'm like see this is what i want right here i wanted a full movie of this this is so good because holy shit it's a trip (laughs) at that point <laughs> yeah it's weird yeah i thought i thought the whole thing was fun um one thing that's kind of odd and this part's in the trailer where he's like well what why not why not uh like captain marvel or how, what about thor and and he says he has like three superheroes and mm-hmm. they give a reason why they can't help out and it's like dude i just watched endgame there's like 30 other superheroes yeah. on this planet that i'm sure could help out yeah. Like one of the monsters they're going up against is literally about to melt the earth. And you're telling me Black Panther <laughs> isn't around to help or isn't whatever. around when arguably he's probably closer than usual yeah. to the threat because they're in <laughs> Europe at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some weirdness in there that. Yeah, for sure. What a it's so hard to talk about without like giving away some key points that people yeah. should go it's see. It's a good it for movie, sure. though. Um, yeah. I, I also saw another movie this weekend. I saw Yesterday. Uh, okay. Which is the Beatles movie. Yeah. How is that? Yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. It's getting like, you know, average reviews. I think it's around like 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was better than that. Okay. I thought it, I thought it deserved to be a bit higher up there. Uh, my girlfriend and I were definitely the youngest people in the theater by two decades. Sure. Yeah. Probably. It was a lot of old people that wanted to see that movie. And then the two of us yeah um but i thought that was a fun movie i i i, j- I just kind of liked that it wasn't like a biopic because we're getting a lot of yeah musician biopics these yeah. days what with like rocket man and um the freddie mercury one and i'm, I'm probably forgetting a couple others there's just a, a lot of them are coming out mm-hmm. yeah um but this one's not a biopic it's it it has a has though you know the weird premise of what if the beatles just didn't exist but you remembered mm. who they are and, and and they do some really fun stuff with that. And there's some cool twists. It's a funny movie. So I recommend yesterday. Cool. Um, so that was, that was a good time. Nice. Uh, but let's move on to some new, uh, not some news, some <laughs> video game stuff. Let's move on to the podcast. All right. It's, uh, July 11th. I'm Sean. I'm Paul. This is the top down perspective. And, uh, Paul, why don't you go ahead and tell us what you've been playing? Yeah. Um, so I had to put down Mario Maker 2 a little bit because Cadence was looking me in the face. I was like, I got to finish you. Like I've been I spent so much time in that game just exploring every tile, essentially, and trying to 100 percent it. 
and I'm still missing one heart piece and it's pissing me off. But I decided to finish off Cadence actually last night. And I think that game is great. That game going back to that game was such a treat uh, to break up the monotony of making levels and Mario stuff to like play a completely different style game again. And uh, people should check that out. That ending is so dope. Oh, my God. I love that ending so much. It's so cool. And uh, it kind of leaves it open at the very, very end for like, well, maybe Cadence is somewhere else now. Who knows what happened? Like she'll show up in a different video game. Yeah. Like I thought that'd that be was kinda, real. That'd be interesting for sure. If we just get like more Necro Dancer games. Yeah. Taking over just, you know, whatever, whatever other franchise. That'd yeah. Be cool. It would be cool for sure. Uh, there's a small kind of neat little twist with one of the main villains that you find out like at around the end so i thought that was kind of neat is like okay well that's cute i guess and uh i was agreeing with you that the second last fight is definitely harder than the last fight i felt um mm-hmm. yep because it's kind of like more of an endurance trial it's long uh yeah quite long but it's neat like it's a neat uh finish to that and they do some cool things that you would expect with a Zelda game. Uh, yeah, that game is just super, super cool. And people should check that out if you are into Zelda games and like especially Necro Dancer games. I would say it's more of like a Zelda skin on a Necro Dancer game for sure. Yeah, obviously. Yep. But yeah, yeah, no, it's super cool. Uh, the other game I'll talk about because we can just kind of talk about the other two together. Uh, I played Teppin that card game from capcom on your phone (laughs) android or ios device and that thing is way better than it should be that's oh really i haven't really looked into it i i wrote it off that is a uh that is a super card gamey card game where so okay i'll give you the like layout of how the game works it's kind of like a fighting game it's using only capcom characters uh currently there are eight in the game, uh, two representing each like color or archetype of deck. So you have like a red deck, a green deck, a purple deck and a black deck. Essentially, the red seems to be okay. um, kind of focused around building up units and doing direct damage to like have board control. Green is more combo likes and uh, healing characters sort of things. Uh, purple is like a trickery deck sort of thing with like a lot of uh, stuff you can play to like swap like um, do like one more damage to the enemy than they were expecting and buff one of your characters or whatever and uh, black deck is very much about sacrificing something you have your resources to empower your other resources yeah um and it's kind of like a fighting game where you are pit up against another character and you're playing cards in three different lanes uh, to attack the other character. So it's kind of like a little bit of uh, Hearthstone mixed with some like of that Elder Scrolls thing a little bit. Um, okay. Okay. So it's. It is still a card game because you said it's, it's like a fighting game. It's you're not no, no, actually no. fighting. You're not fighting, but like you're yeah, okay. attacking an opponent with cards, essentially. So is it like, you know, say the Spire? Uh, it's more quest. No, it's more like a Hearthstone. So you have a top and middle and a bottom lane and they will always be attacking straight across. Right. 
uh, at like certain intervals. So you'll have you'll put down a card that say is like a one one, like one damage, one toughness. A one one what? What are you playing? Just like the thought. Oh, it's other Capcom characters. So like a better example is like a two four, like Chris Redfield or whatever. And like okay, and what are what are you in this universe? You are one of eight characters. So the characters in it are Ryu, Rathalos. So Ryu is playing. He's like sending out a Chris Redfield. Yeah, to attack like a okay. Morgan from okay. Dark <laughs> okay, and yeah, and she might play like a role or something from like Mega Man. Right, so okay. it's super. Yeah, it's all Capcom based. Um, so the idea is, is that if there's nothing blocking in that lane, whatever damage that card does, will do it directly to the player at like a certain okay, time yeah. interval. And there's like a little line that gets drawn when you play a card that shows like how long until they attack the player or whatever. And so you oh, can, so it's not, uh, you don't have turns. You don't have like, turns. It's, like it's active fight. the whole time. Yeah. So it's very, oh, very okay. fast. This is quite different then. Yeah. It's very, very fast paced. Um, so, yeah. So you would like put, put something down to block or whatever or to do damage back. And no matter what happens, when that line gets to the end, if there's a card there, they'll like attack each other and like trade toughness and like attack or whatever for each other. Uh, right yeah it's a card like game in, like a typical heart hearthstone magic yeah but uh without turns like it's just going all the time and like magic you can play stuff in response to stuff so like say that like i put down a card and it's about to attack a character or whatever and then i'm just like haha i'm gonna make this a like two more damage or whatever and then it'll give the other person a chance to respond and they'll be like well i'll negate that and then or whatever and then i'll be like well i'll negate that one and like so there's some is there the, always mm-hmm. is there always a response like like phase or is there a way no, you could just be at like all times if you I have the matter so to play it that you, you can like go. missed out sorry yeah but is there a way of like let's say you're attacking me yeah if i'm just too slow you, I'm not going to get a chance to respond, or will it pause before it hits me? No, it doesn't me pause. A chance to, you just have okay. to do it. Like you have to be ready for it, basically. So it, I'm wondering, are there cards that like speed up the attack? Yes. So it's even harder. Ah, not only that, okay. but there's also cards that will speed up the next card that you play or whatever. And okay, like, sure, yeah, yeah, and combo and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's super in depth and it's super quick and. It is one of these games that when you realize why it's free or what it is, then you realize why it's free. It's like, oh, you can buy card packs. Great. Thanks, Capcom. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's how every totally. It's game just works. one of those. It's like a totally fine, fast paced uh, card game that you can play. Um, that's interesting. This is not what I expected. I should I should check this out. It's actually super, super cool. I really, really enjoyed it. One of the weird things about it is that they really want to kind of keep you in to like one color archetype for deck. Cause like as soon as I, there's a story mode, it took me about three hours to complete oh, completely. Yeah. Every character has like a story about what's going oh, on cool. and why they're attacking each other. It's weird. 
Um, but you play them to unlock that deck or whatever, like the basic uh, deck, and then you can play with it or like you get the cards from it or whatever. So I built a deck after that was done. I had enough that I was able to like buy 30 decks for free at the end of the story mode or sorry, not decks, 30 packs for free. And um, it has like the basic Hearthstone mechanic of if you have doubles or whatever, you can disenchant or break down one of the cards for like a crafting material to craft other cards sure. at a discounted rate and whatnot. What's the most obscure character you've seen that they've put in there? Well, here's the thing. I'll t- I'll just tell you what the uh, the eight main characters are: Ryu, Rathalos from Monster Hunter, the like flying dragon for whatever. The one reason. that's in Smash Bros. Yeah, is just a playable okay. character for whatever reason. Okay. Um, Mega Man. So Rathalos X. is there sending out a Chris Redfield. Yeah, to fight totally. Yeah, Morgan or like a Leon okay. Kennedy or something. Yeah. Okay. Or himself. There's cards of like the main characters. That are usually like one of the more expensive Weird. cards in the game, but they like do a bunch of damage. Um, we have X from Mega Man X. Uh, I'm trying to think of the other green. Oh, Chun Li, because you need two representatives from Street Fighter, I suppose. Uh, for purple, you have Morgan from Darkstalkers and Dante from Devil May Cry. You had for the black decks. You have Albert Wesker from Resident Evil, and uh, Nergigante is another monster hunter monster. It's an elder dragon. So they really like played into the. They have two representatives from Monster Hunter and two representatives from uh, Street Fighter. So that's their main characters. But yeah, they get some pretty obscure characters in there, like. One of my last packs I opened, I got some. Do you remember Sean from Street Fighter? I'm sure you do because it's your name. No. No? Okay. So he's in there. Um, You have like Dan, like other Street Fighter characters. Is Phoenix Wright in there? I haven't seen him yet. No. I I could see that being a thing for sure. I'm just just trying to think of like the weird ones that were in like Capcom uh, versus. Uh, those fighters mm-hmm. and like Phoenix Wright showed up in those and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that does seem like a oversight. Actually, maybe he is, and I just haven't seen it yet. I haven't played well, is that, like that. Is Dead Rising Capcom? I thought he was in one of those fighting games. Yeah, Dead Rising is. I don't remember. Uh, it is Capcom. So it was like Frank from Dead Rising. There, uh, maybe I haven't seen all the yeah. cards yet. I'm still working on decks and whatnot uh, i guess okay, the other cool. thing is that every character has its own like hero power essentially also all right that uh you'll get after when you play cards they have like a set mana cost this is nothing new but that mana cost will also go onto like an ap meter like an attack meter and then as soon as you hit like the threshold for that you can do like a character attack so for instance um one and those as you upgrade a character that you play a lot with, you'll get like different loadouts for that as well. So the base one for Wesker, for example, is basically just destroy an enemy minion. At some point you can just like wipe that lane. Uh, Rathalos has like do four damage, I think to an enemy. Uh, one of them like Mega Man X's basic one is uh, do like restore seven health to a friendly creature. So it's yeah, 
there's different archetypes and stuff. It's really, really cool and really in-depth. It's so in-depth that uh, by the end, after playing for about three to four hours, I was still discovering new mechanics I hadn't seen yet so that some of their cards had. So it's cool. It's neat. It's a neat thing. And I think a lot of people will probably write it off because it's a Capcom card game that has free-to-play elements on phone. And uh, the, the thing is, is if you don't like the card game thing of buying blind packs and then like maybe not getting something you need or whatever, it's that. So unfortunately, you're going to have to either deal with that or just not play it. Um, but I think it's neat. And it, that's surprising to me. I just got it because I'm obsessed with Capcom. So I just needed to check it out and was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, hearing the the unique battle thing has me interested, so I'll probably check it out now. If nothing else, games are fast because you're, there's constantly attacking <laughs> yeah. happening. You're either going to win or lose. Cool. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing I played on my phone, Dr. Mario World came out, soft launch. Yeah. I, whatever. I played this as well. Uh, I think it's just out, out. Okay. Yeah. Um. Um, I don't really like it. No, this is the thing I was saying, too, is that I don't know what I was expecting from it, but I'm still disappointed. <laughs> so I don't. It's been a long time since I played Dr. Mario, so I, I've kind of forgotten. I forget how many of these things are, are a change or they're they're the same. But first off, <laughs> there's a lot of meters in this. There's so sure. many timers and meters. Yep. And stuff. Uh, and I I. I feel like I'm just kind of at the point where when I see that stuff, I'm just like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm just I don't even care about dealing with this stuff. I'm just good. Sure. I'll pass. Uh, For me, uh, it's that I thought it was kind of OK at, to begin with and then realize that it's like, oh, this is a baby game for babies, like literally because, oh, let's just explain what it is first and then I'll get into why. So it's Dr. Mario that you play from the bottom up instead of from the top down, like his uh, Tetris clone that it used to be or whatever. Um, right. And that makes sense mm -hmm. from like ergonomics of where your thumb would be on your phone. Sure. Yeah. So that that's fine. Um, I don't like automatically just how it feels when you're like dragging it. Like, I just think it feels kind of gross, but whatever. That's whatever. Uh, you basically take the pill from the bottom that it gives you. And you have to line it up somewhere or just move it there with your finger. Uh, the one downside is you can't move backwards. So once you're like moving that pill forward, you can't like move back. So you just kind of have a have to have a plan for it. And uh, you line up colors to do match three or more with uh, the bugs or the viruses to kill them. Viruses. Yeah. And uh yeah, that's that. You basically just have to finish the puzzle within the allotted amount of pills that they give you for it. That's yeah. So yeah. I'm I don't know how far did you get in Doctor Mario World? Like stage ten. Okay, so I'm on to World Two. Okay, so I think I'm about I don't know maybe fifteen stages past you. I think there's twenty in okay in in the first world. Uh -huh. <laughs> anyway, um, all the all the levels. And again, I, I, this is the part I don't remember if this is in Dr. Mario or not in, in all the levels on this one. It's not so much like a time timing, like it, things are moving fast. Got to make sure the pill goes in the right spot. Yeah. It's more just like they have set up a puzzle where I need to put this one piece in that exact spot. 
that's usually right. pretty obvious <laughs> because there's like a designated way to win this puzzle. Okay, sure. I could see that. Now, is that if I recall right, though, original Dr. Mario, and please correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it like the virus, the pills were coming down yep. at, a, at, a, at a pace like Tetris? Yep. And there wasn't like a puzzle. It was just like a bunch of mess. Yep. That you had to like move you things had to around. Clean up. Yep. Yeah. This, it's like they have a designated like, oh, there is a step one, two, three, and four. And if you're not really following those steps, it's going to just kind of get hard because you're going to make a mess. Mm-hmm. You might as well just start over and figure out what is the proper moves to do. Mm. Yeah. Is that, you know what I mean? I don't like being able to move parts either. Like when it breaks. Like after it's like split yeah. in half, you can then. And so the other thing with this one is once you've made uh, some kind of combo, um, let's say you had a, a multicolored pill and it only used half of that pill. The other half will start falling just like it did in Dr. Mario. Yeah. But you can then move that one. Yeah. To like get another combo going, which makes, which is kind of easy. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Like I just everything that I liked about Dr. Mario is not this game <laughs> essentially. So whatever. It's obviously for a different crowd. So and right. it's not and there, for me. there's a, like a lot in this and a lot of ways to like purchase in app. Yeah. In app stuff like. Yeah. I saw that. There's. Too three different items you get yep those all cost like like a diamond or something which is the paid model yeah there's you haven't gotten this yet you get assistance which are other characters great you you get like a goomba at the beginning (laughs) and then you can you can purchase other assistance and they'll give you a benefit like the goomba you get increases your um score by one percent mm-hmm which who even cares? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Who did you pick as your doctor? I guess that's like the most interesting question. I didn't have like a choice, right? Oh, right you haven't gotten to it yet. There's no. a point where maybe that's world two. It's probably world. Uh, two. There's a, there's a point where it's like, Hey, you can now pick which doctor you want. Mm. You know, if you want to continue with Mario, go ahead. I picked Bowser. I'm playing as Dr. Bowser. Uh huh. Um, because so dr mario's special attack is he like removes a A a line yeah yeah so dr peach's attack is she removes a column okay sure which doesn't seem as useful because there's usually more the rows are longer than there is how how tall it is and dr bowser will remove two lines so it's just like why would you not use dr bowser yeah (laughs) it's so much better um i just don't like this game at all i think it feels gross to play even what what kind of sucks though is it's always online and it's like always losing connection for me like i'll pause mid-match and i'll come back and i'll be like okay all right here we go i was i was playing something oh it lost connection kicks me back to the world map what yeah god that's such a bummer like I, i didn't actually even consider it until i think it was you and a buddy of mine hank uh were talking about it because you commute and uh, he lives in New York, so a lot of times he's commuting underground. And he's just been yep. like, if uh, if I if there's like a mobile game and it needs internet all the time, I just won't buy it, bother it with it because like the time I play mobile games is on the way to work or like on the way in inner city, and it's just fucking impossible to play when I need to <laughs> underground in the subway. Like, yeah. so. like I'm usually stuck. If it requires internet, I'm usually stuck having to play it like, yeah, at work when I'm on a Wi-Fi connection yeah, or, or whatever. 
like it, yeah that's a bummer yeah for um, sure yeah i don't know it's it sucks to say this because like i don't think i like well that's not true most of nintendo's mobile games i just don't like okay uh, i like yeah. mario run but like that's it see i really like Ever fire seen- emblem heroes still just because it's a basic oh, okay. version of fire emblem like a real All right. basic. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a heroes fan, so but mm. I do know people that are way into that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Ron was good too. Valley of Lost. I actually enjoyed parts of it. Um, okay. I couldn't get super into it though. Like, I don't know. I thought, yeah, if there's a game, a mobile game that they release that like I'd be most into. It probably would be that if I cared about like the gotcha elements in it, so which I don't. That is a super gotcha game. Yeah, uh, we're gonna question the chat if I tried out the versus mode. Mm-hmm. I actually haven't. Uh, mm. I do have it unlocked. Um, so maybe that's something. Maybe I should give that a try before I I delete the app because I'm pretty close to deleting to that that app. I don't really care enough to play it. Yeah. Um, also, the music's good. They got the song in there. That's totally great. yeah. But the ready start voice it, yeah is the worst like Nettie? oh my god <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's so it's like a it's like a a baby girl kind of screeching at you yep Nettie? or it's not even that it's like it's like someone pretending to be a baby girl yep screeching at you ready start and it sucks it's it's bad yep this is true but yeah that's uh that's dr mario world yeah uh other than that mario maker dude still playing that yeah i've been playing mario maker so i had a similar um thing with you where you uh were you know you wanted to play some switch but you're like i need to get cadence done yeah i've been turning my switch on all week being like all right i'm gonna play some other stuff i just bought uh no more heroes travis strikes again i just bought sushi striker i want to play some slay the spire got all these games yeah. and loaded up and it's like oh i haven't beaten that one level i made in mario maker to upload it oh no i guess i'll bang my head against this until that finally gets done <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so i started that on monday and i beat it just before the podcast oh dope okay i'll play it at some here's the thing is that i tore myself away from it like Mario Maker's not going anywhere. Levels will keep being added. Levels will stay on there. I need to play other games. I can't just play Mario right now. Um, right, and like I really wanted to play the Messengers DLC. Right, but I was like, I I need to get this stage uploaded. Right, yeah, uh, and I, and I finally did. Um, Q, I'm sure you beating it in like one try. And I'm just going to be like, God damn it. I spent so long. No, I'm excited to see it. Um, I've also come to the point where as as much as I like the harder levels. So like I've finally decided where I am in the retros, like in the grand scheme of things is I like easier, hard levels where I can feel like I'm always making some progress. And that's why I think that's what like my. I guess like skill set in gaming period is is that I have if I'm making any progress I have the patience to see it through like forever essentially until it's done and that's why I like harder games is because as long as like it's fair enough where I feel like I'm learning how it works and I can push through it I'll keep playing it but some Mario Maker levels are actually on like the impossible side where if you don't know this frame perfect trick you're fucked and you'll never beat it and like 
those are the ones I can't do. And I, those are the ones that have started really creeping into like the super expert mode. So I guess I'm just past the point of being able to play that mode anymore. Um, so I'm going to go down to expert and probably have some fun. Um, and so like, I appreciate when it's people I know making hard levels because they usually make the right amount of difficult that I like because I know that they have to beat it and they're not like some super genius speed Mario speedrunner that I'll never like be able to catch up to. Right. So sure. I um basically am saying that I hate endless mode and I just like playing the levels people send me <laughs> at this point. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mainly just playing like my friend stages, but uh, I'm not even like looking for like challenge in any way. I like, I want to just see some like cool ideas sure yeah uh, that's that's what i want to do um i'll say uh patrick klepek wrote an article over on i guess it's i guess it's vice gaming now um about like it was like 10 stages he had found that did something kind of cool or unique one of them is like a metroid stage okay like straight up yeah which that's the kind of things that are interesting that i i'm seeking out now sure yeah um and that's also how i'm kind of making my stages is i'm like coming i'm like i want to build something all around this mechanic or this one concept yeah. and and it's going to be the the new stuff now like i really want to do an upside down stage i want yeah. to do uh like my last one i wanted to do a don't touch the ground one and i, and I did that okay so i, I want to mess around with like the new kind of weird stuff i know my next stage is going to be a low grav one somehow i just don't know how yeah i'd like to do a low gravity one as well yep i don't yep. i just don't know how in my mind that i'm gonna parse that yet uh the last stage i made was one that was meant to be accessible by literally everybody and i thought it was okay i thought it was an okay level uh it's just a ghost house i don't one. know if i played it yet i think i downloaded it it's a ghost house one uh with the like you can't see that far ahead of you thing but i try to make it fair so that like it. as long as you don't run through it like an idiot uh you should be able to like beat it and see some stuff so that was the idea anyways and like i said my girlfriend beat it like i got her to play test it before i uploaded it and she beat in was like yeah it was fine it was not hard at all yeah this this stage i just put up uh i actually had a friend play test it first because i was i was like hey why don't you give it a try and you know if you beat it then like it's uploaded and i'm free (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but he you know he's not very good at it but he found like a shortcut and i was like oh man i'm glad you tried that i need to like wall that off Mm because i don't want people doing that Mm -hmm. Uh, so you know playtesting can be can be fun as well yeah uh and i also decided to start uploading videos of the levels what after i make them of like how to play through them mainly because i showed i like uh one of the like Mario maker community YouTubers uh, ran across one of my levels and I was like, this is kind of neat and shared it in my own personal discord. And then like a bunch of people were like, Hey, that's a cool level and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, right. People don't buy this game sometimes. And they like, like seeing Mario stuff or they don't want to play through a level. That's a little too difficult for them. And they might want to see how the stage is played. So like I'll just do this with like all of the stages. So if people are like, "There's no way I'll ever play that," but it looks neat, then it's like, "Well, there it is. You can just see how that stage is supposed to go." Or if you're like playing through it and you're like, "I don't get why you have this setup like this," then I'll just be like, "Well, just watch the video, like what I was thinking about or whatever." Sure. And yeah. Yeah. So I decided I'll, to do that. Uh, I mentioned it on the last week's show. I'll plug it again in case uh maybe you missed it there's a 
a section on our discord now all about mario maker 2 where people are trading levels yeah so if that's something you want to check out and you want to share your own stuff or just find some other levels uh definitely jump on the discord and and check in there yeah yeah no for sure let's do some news okay um i guess let's start with the big one the nintendo switch Lite uh was announced on wednesday yesterday yeah uh, had been rumored for a while. We were getting like peripheral, like accessories and cases, mock-ups leaking out. Yep. Uh, but we got the full-on release. We got the price. We got the date. We got all the features. Um, so let's just kind of run through that. Sure. Uh, first off, it's called the Nintendo Switch Lite, L-I-T-E. Mm-hmm. It is handheld only, like we expected. Yep. Uh, Doug Bowser came out and said this is the only new Switch coming out <laughs> this fall. So don't expect the other rumored one of like a more powerful switch. Right. Um, is in far as of uh, American prices, it's a hundred bucks cheaper. So this one's two hundred as opposed to three hundred. Right. Uh, which seems good. That's a hundred bucks off is definitely really a good a good sell. Uh, what else? Joy Cons they can't be removed. So it is a one piece. It is a PlayStation Vita. Right. Which I've been he- seeing a lot of jokes <laughs> of like. Why did the Vita not work? They literally made a Vita. <laughs> yeah, um, true. Um, because of that and like the Joy-Cons not being their own separate thing, they don't have the HD rumble or the uh, IR. Like they're completely unremovable. Un- they're just there to like control stuff. They are not special in any way, basically. Right. Um, also because of that, because they can't be removed, it actually gets a full on D-pad on the left side. <laughs> yeah um, which is cool yep and something that <laughs> i wish i had yep. because uh, playing mario sucks with the d-pad the switch currently has yep um it's smaller just like a ri- like a little bit smaller very little bit smaller it's lighter um they do tout it has better battery but th- the numbers they gave is it's literally like half an hour more yeah so i you can barely call it better yep um there's also no kickstand and like now you can't play on tabletop mode that's my favorite switch mode (laughs) yep it's true so this is garbage (laughs) is what i'm trying to say and also Um, only games that support handheld mode so i think that's all of them so far but that's something to be aware of no there there is a list of games that are not not uh used i haven't looked it up i can't um i'm trying to see if there's a link on here i know it's a small list i know it doesn't support labo which right. makes sense because that was like removing joy cons and stuff and, and sliding the thing in because it is smaller and you can't remove it. You cannot put it in the dock. In fact, there's no way to connect it to the TV. Right. Um, which I think that's surprising. Yep. I, I assumed they would have kept that feature at least. That's kind of the um, thing that I like about it is being able to make, I mean, make the switch that ease <laughs> that yeah, easily. Like it's, the name is the switch. Uh, uh-huh. Even if you couldn't remove the sides, like I, I still think there would have been a use case for dock this one. Yep. And I also own a pro controller. Totally. Um, but this is is exclusively handheld. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, it definitely seems like if you have a switch, don't buy one of these. But it might totally. be a good first switch. Totally. Yeah. Like I cannot justify <laughs> getting one of these in any way. Yeah, um, the way I could, and I know that this isn't a thing with this, 
is that if it's somehow synced to your normal switch as like just the portable one and it's just like well, okay well my normal switch is dead and i got i'm leaving so i'm gonna plug this in and just like grab the switch light that's been like charging or whatever like a like literally switch between them like but i oh that's why it's still called the switch okay because <laughs> you're supposed to have two i i know that like they won't talk to each other there's probably no syncing that works with them uh yeah they have come out and said at the moment um they you can't transfer stuff right. but and again bowser was tweeting this um that they are working on a way of being able to transfer stuff okay he didn't get into details if that meant like you know easy <clears throat> easy syncing between the two or if it's like we're working on a process where you can do like a like one-way direction transfer to a new switch and that's the end of that oh i that's the wrong way to go about it in my opinion but yeah that's probably what they're gonna do though because yeah. wasn't that that was the case for like anytime you bought like a 3ds or whatever it was yep all right, you're moving over, so transfer everything, and then your old one, give it away to someone, I guess. Yep. Again, though, the, the original Switch, like, it's designed to be portable, too, so I, I, I really don't see the case of one person owning both of these. Agreed. I, I can't see it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that would happen. Um, honestly, I think the only advantage this one has is the colors, the colors. are nice. Yeah. Yeah, so it's got yellow, turquoise, and gray, which I think is the lamest of the three. Yeah. That's just me, because, but, like, I really, I think that yellow one looks real snazzy. What do you think of that uh, Pokemon one? Uh, It's okay. I'm not a huge fan of, like, game-specific consoles ever. I like the, like, Um, red and and blue sides, like the buttons on the white. With the buttons, I do like that. Yeah. Again, I'm not a huge fan that it's gray. That's just like yeah. the most boring. Like I would, I, I would myself, I would prefer black or white or that. I think a white switch. Yeah. That would look nice. Yeah. I think that would look very nice. And it would remind me of the white Vita. That looks awesome. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Vita? That was a good console. It's like the switch light. Yeah, it's except, true. except people actually want it. Yeah. That's the only difference. <sighs> yeah. Um, if people want some more specific, uh, details on like the sizing, they can obviously check out Nintendo, but like I said, it's, it it is pretty close to the same size as the switch itself. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad it's a hundred bucks cheaper. I could have seen them going like 50 bucks cheaper. Yep. Um, cause there's not, again, there's not a ton of differences. Yeah. Um, this might be okay uh, if like you had your own switch and you had a kid and they like were always like grabbing it or something. You're like F off. Here's your own. (laughs) for christmas or something right like it seems like you know th- this is for a, a different person totally yep or this is for someone who like if you, if you were getting if, like if you didn't care about the docked one which i i play my switch probably like 90 percent of the time handheld uh-huh. like if i was getting a switch maybe the handheld one is the one to go with like that's, I'm, that's how i'm using it yeah um i know for me personally i would want the fully featured one for sure but you know if you're if you're the kind of person who who's playing it like i am kind of maybe i don't know like i don't i'm glad it exists there's no reason it shouldn't exist sure um personally though i'm waiting for a more powerful switch i want i want more features um yep i'm actually kind of surprised the switch Lite doesn't have more features considering the switch is two years old Mm -hmm. um and like this seems like they could have they could have, you know, made that like they could have put Bluetooth in this. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, just, just kind of stuff like that. Like, you know, a brighter screen or cause the more I play my switch, the more I'm like, man, I hope the switch too has these things. Like I wish it got dimmer. Cause it's still really yeah. bright when I'm playing like in bed at night. I wish I could make it even dimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like kind of quality of life stuff like that. I, st- I wish the switch could do. Sure. Uh, and I'm surprised the light doesn't have that kind of stuff in there. Yeah. True. And this, uh, it's coming out, uh, September 20th, which is the release date for Zelda. Mm, I see. So okay. that's when that's coming out. And like you mentioned, there is a Pokemon one that is not coming out at launch. It is coming out at the time of Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, which I mean, they had to get this thing out before Pokemon, right? This thing is for this is the Pokemon machine, in, in as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, like it's probably like going Pokemon to be is driving this. Installed is, this is, in it. Yeah, yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah. I if you have a Switch Lite and Pokemon's not in there, then I have to assume you're not a kid. Yeah, for sure. Like this is the Pokemon machine. Yep. <laughs> if Pokemon wasn't coming out this year, the Switch Lite would not be coming out this year. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Agreed. All right, let's move on to a bit of other news. Uh, so, like I said, the Messenger DLC dropped today. I only put that on here because I didn't know that. Was that a surprise drop, or did they always have a date? They had a date. Okay, well, it was a surprise to me, but mm-hmm. I'm excited. Free DLC. Let's yeah. do it. I'm in, for sure. Psychonauts 2 has been delayed to 2020. Okay, that's fine. Which I also don't remember if this had a date. Yeah, I don't remember that one. That's for but, sure. um... <clears throat> the date is now 2020 so sure whatever they need go. to make it good fine um a what was this a xbox germany apparently posted a f- video on their facebook page announcing final fantasy 7 remake for the xbox one on march 3rd 2020 hmm okay uh which who knows it's it could be a mistake could not be um, I, that's exciting for me because I would rather play it on the Xbox. Do you think? Because uh, there was supposed to be an exclusivity, like not deal, but like a uh, coming out first, right? Yeah, debut on PlayStation Four. Do you think that maybe just doesn't like have any effect in other places other than America? Like, is that a North American only thing? Those like I have no idea. Deals isn't the uh, PlayStation date also March third though? Yeah, that's why I'm like, that's weird that it's coming out on the same day. I thought one. Right. So there, there something must be wrong here, because mm. even if it's not exclusive, I, I'm pretty sure it does have like first on PlayStation. Yeah. So the Xbox date has to be different. That's what I was thinking, so too. Yeah, there's something here is a miss. Um, Maybe just an error in print or whatever. Yeah. What I'm assuming is whoever made this video, you know, they they knew they knew they needed to make it for the Xbox, but they accidentally put the PlayStation's date on there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but more word about that is, is interesting for sure. Yeah. Uh, Cuphead is getting a Netflix cartoon. Oh, I'm so I When I saw this, I freaked out. I was like, yes, this is, which is interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, uh, so again, Netflix cartoon, it's going to be done in the style of Cuphead. So, you know, the old uh, animation style, which makes the most sense. What's super interesting is it's being done by King Feature Syndicate, 
which are the license holder to Popeye and Betty Boop. So like they know that's legit this animation. Yeah, that's some legit so that's, stuff. That's a good that's a good match. Yep. And uh, apparently um, it's not a little kids cartoon. That makes uh, sense. I, Cuphead, it seems uh, there's a darkness to Cuphead. Yep. Like that shopkeeper is gross and would terrify anyone. That voice is weird. I, mean, I hope there's some of that stuff in the show. Yeah. Of just some gnarly audio where it's like, oh, God, how did they make this noise? Yep. Agreed. Um, game creators, Chad and Jared. Um, all, I'm going to Malden Hauer say it's not a little kid's cartoon and that will expand upon the same kind of vibe that the game hints at. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, the first game is all about you collecting souls to like pay off your debt to the devil. So, (laughs) yeah. I guess the easy joke here is like, so do we have to like keep watching Mm -hmm. the first episode over and over again because we die because it's so hard? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. This last little bit of news is super weird. Um, Yeah. So I wanted to include it. Oh, wow. I, I haven't seen this yet. Okay. Yeah, so let me let, let me let me tell you it. So I don't want you to so see we get the reaction for real. Yeah. Okay, so HQ, if people remember HQ, Scott Rogowski was a trivia game show. Yeah. Um I'm just gonna kind of briefly read this Mac Rumors article. HQ Trivia has decided to lay off a chunk of its staff, about twenty percent, which means uh it it's only about five people. They were only ever up to like thirty five people. Sure. So they're laying off some of their staff. In the wake of this and in HQ's popularity going lower and lower. HQ Trivia has a spin-off game, I guess, called HQ Words, which I I don't know. And that's Okay. And and here's the news story. H- HQ Words is launching a monthly subscription to their Ugh. game for $10 a month. Ugh. Yeah. The Wheel of Fortune style game will introduce the new model in August, along with bigger prizes and more ways to win for those who pay the subscription fee. Could you imagine in 2019 paying $10 a month to something HQ branded? No. Not even even HQ proper, but the spinoff game. Yeah, that's crazy to me. That's fucking crazy. The thing is, is that... It's so predicated on I'm gonna, enough I'm gonna people also, doing Let me just it. read the end of this article. Okay. Because this is, this is a separate news story, but it was also just like, wow, I have not been paying attention to HQ. Yeah, okay. I'm just going to read it verbatim off this article. HQ Trivia is said to have had a rocky first half of 2019, with co-founder and CEO Colin Kroll's death in, in December of 2018, leading into co-founder Russ Yusupov gaining control. Staff apparently disliked Yusupov's leadership as he allegedly allowed the product to stagnate and, and, and popularity to decline. So many employees got behind a petition to have him removed as CEO. Yusupov learned of the petition and fired two of its leaders, further sinking morale at the company. The board is reportedly still looking for a new CEO. You can, you can subscribe to this company for $10 a month this August. Great. Crazy. Absolutely insane. $10 a month. That's that's like that's like Game Pass. That's arguably more than Game Pass since that thing's like a dollar to join at all times. Yep. That's like that's like Netflix. Yep. I'm trying to think of some other that's, stuff. 
Hulu's free if you have a Spotify subscription, which I believe is $5 a month. Mm-hmm. So you could subscribe to HQ Words or you could subscribe to both Hulu and Spotify Premium twice. This is stupid. Wow. All right. Well, I'm interested to see how many people do it. And like, maybe they'll be like, we have a like half a million prize pot going on Friday or whatever. Like, who knows? They're just becoming the new lottery, essentially. I guess. I I, I guess if it's like a wheel of fortune something, I don't know. This is just absurd to me. So I wanted to get this out there. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, if you if you're a listener and you subscribe to this right in, I want to hear your experience because there's no way I'm going to do this. Yeah. I but mean, there's also no way you should do this. You could so. subscribe to the top tier Patreon for TDP plus. That's true. For the you price of that. this. Unfortunately, you're not going to win any money for doing that, but at least you're voting with your dollar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is maybe more important, um, really. All right, let's do some questions. If people want to send questions in, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com at TDP Podcast on Twitter. <coughs> Excuse me. The Discord channel and John's P.O. Box. Mm-hmm. I'll re- read this first one from, and we got it corrected. It's JSNay20. Okay. When it comes to critiquing a game, how much do you think money should come into play? Do you feel like you should be more critical for a full price game because of the investment someone would be putting in. Absolutely. Money is the most important part, first of all, which is why I'm so easy on free to play games. Usually Uh, I don't like gross uh, payment models in free to play games that like prey on people. But I'm usually like when it comes to the quality of the product, uh, I'm usually more okay with stuff in free to play games than a fully priced thing because that at the end of the day, these are products that we're like talking about and quote unquote reviewing. They're not like they're a thing that you spend money on and they're like a luxury item that isn't important to have. So that's like super important to talk about. Okay. To play devil's advocate here. Sure. You, when you're looking at like, like two pieces of art, like let's say like in a gallery, uh huh. The, the cost never comes into mind. Right. Unless I'm buying them. Right. But you're, I mean, you're just experiencing. Let's, let's say that. Like, I, I, I think w- what's also worth to keep in mind is with all these subscription models, mm-hmm. that completely changes things now. Yeah. In that case, you're reviewing again, just like not the game itself, but like, is it better to get PS Plus? or playstation plus or like game pass or whatever right, but i mean there's an easy distinction there because you can just see like what does each one offer mm-hmm. like what like what you're actually getting access to but like if let's say you were reviewing two games that are on game pass okay so now they're both free mm-hmm. D- does the price come into play because you can buy them outside of game pass yeah for sure it still does okay mm-hmm yeah uh i i think i think there's definitely something kind of interesting there and it's you know it's if you think of like free-to-play games there's a lot of kind of mechanics involved with like hooking you at first making everything seem super nice and easy at first Mm -hmm. and then slowly 
bring bringing in the in-app purchases and bringing in the timers you know i, I saw that with dr mario <laughs> dr mario world you have unlimited plays yeah. for the first world once you get to the second world you have five plays and then have to wait 20 minutes for your hearts to read at that point uh, i think yeah. you should be more critiquing the predatory nature of that model more than the price that you would pay to like be able to play that thing for sure, yeah. for sure, and there's a there's an argument for like you know can I just pay my way out of this and just get the the full experience without that? Um, mm-hmm. The the point I was trying to make though is that that model has shaped how free to play games now look. You wouldn't uh-huh. have seen a game being designed in this way when mobile games first came out because they yeah. didn't know that. So you now with all these subscription models, I'm sure that's shaping how game developers are making their games yeah. because. They no longer like, for example, like Gears Five. There is no longer a sixty dollar entry point to that game. Right. For a lot of people, there's a one dollar entry point for that game. Right. So that means they're going to be getting a lot more people that may have not cared about Gears up to this point. Like so that, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's weird how that stuff has kind of shifted for sure. Uh, to get, to get on like my my own opinion, uh. I think you do have to take it into account the the price sometimes. Um, yeah. Just because like that is how people are going to get the game. Uh, and it, it's hard because you almost you don't want to you want to like experience it outside of everything and just look at the game for what it is. Yeah. But when but when like. Like, like I'm trying to think of ones that I didn't think were a great deal. I personally think Cadence of Hyrule is a bit too much money for how long I spent with it. And this is going to be on a case-by-case basis, obviously. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've said it before, like $20 to me, is it means something different to $20 to me 10 years ago. Sure. Um, yep. So back then, you know, you know, if I could buy one game of $20, I probably wanted it to last longer than <clears throat> now where, you know, you know, I have a steady job, $20 I can... It's okay if the game only lasts me like three hours. Sure. Um, so, th- I mean, it, it, it's going to be different per person. So it, it almost, to me, I, I want to almost say it doesn't matter because you're never going to be able to have like a general baseline of what the dollar value means to everyone. Mm. And I think at that point, you know, if it's, if it's a review, if you're trying to say that you have to kind of make that clear. And, and easy ways to do that are comparing them to similar games in the genre sure. or similar games at the price. But I mean, there, again, that's our almost not fair because like Stardew Valley is pretty cheap. There's a ton to do in that game. Mm-hmm. You know, Journey launched at the same price. That game is 90 minutes long. Yeah. And who am I to say like, so clearly this one's better. You know what I mean? Like, I, how do you feel about so games that know- like... Let's just say an open world game of like a nondescript open world game where the actual con it's a $60 American or $80 Canadian like full price game. Um, The actual content that you can tell was like their mainline thing is maybe like 10 hours worth of like stuff. And then there's like 100 hours of bullshit that doesn't matter to keep people busy like where's right so padding and that could yeah. be in like a, a narrative focused single player game too there yeah. could just be like padding in there so like um what does price have to pay play in there right where it's like well i'm getting a bunch of stuff but none of it matters i guess right but but you don't know that that could be what someone wants right exactly someone could literally be going to a game just because 
I just want literally a carrot on the stick. Uh-huh. And that's just what I'm going to, I'm going to chill out at night and that's what I want. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think that's where a lot of reviews become useful is, is they need to kind of make the case of like, look, this is what the game is presenting. Yeah. And it's up to you to des- decide if you can afford is that it. worth $60 for you. Yeah. Like what if cadence of Hyrule was $60? That'd be, it obviously would be a hard sell. Yeah. For sure. But I'm sure there are tons of people out there that loved that game and they were like, yeah, I would still pay $60. Necrodancer is my favorite game. Sure. And this is Necrodancer 2. You know what but I mean? But like, I guess it depends, like, what are you critiquing at that point? Because if you're critiquing it as a product, that's a terrible product. That's a bad price point for what you're getting, just period. But like, if you're critiquing what it is, yo, do you like Necrodancer? Because if you do, you'll love this. Like... I, <laughs> okay so yeah kind of kind of working through this i think you shouldn't take the price into account i think it should definitely be something mentioned Mm -hmm. and then but you need to say is the content here worthwhile this is what the content was as the reviewer this is how i feel about how each part of the content worked for me Mm -hmm. you know i felt like this just felt like padding sure here's what it was because someone reading that could be like oh well that actually sounds like what i want uh huh. And this price, I would pay that for that. This kind of gets into the conversation of like, how much would you pay for a sequel to your favorite game of all time? Right. And that's going to be different for everyone. And it's going to be different for the game. Mm-hmm. But right, because and it because yeah, because comparing games price wise is so difficult. You can't compare an open world game to a puzzle game. That's they're completely different. Mm-hmm. Um. So I guess I fall on the like. The, the the price should not be a huge point of whether this game is good or bad, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I would ever say, like, this game is bad because it's too expensive. Oh, I would definitely do that, though, myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think at the end of the day, games are, like, when games are best for me, it's when you are sitting down with it, playing it. It is a product you are enjoying. Like even narrative games, I think like there's something to you making the choices and seeing through it yourself, even though you could go to YouTube and watch like somebody that you like play it or whatever on Twitch or any of this sort of stuff. You could enjoy any game for free or the content. But like, I think that just as a product, they're like, you need to get your hands in there and I'll be more lenient to something if there's an easy way to it. Like you said, I'm probably going to be pretty easy on Gears 5 because that thing is going to be cheap for me, <laughs> you know, and for people. But um, so like that is definitely the wrinkle that gets added where things go on sale all the time. Uh, there's like easy paths to games now, basically, that there weren't before. But I think at the end of the day, there's still a product and there should be kind of a ratio balance of like what you get when you pay money as opposed to like the quality of it sort of thing. But yeah. Right. I mean, I, I agree with you that like <clears throat> you, you are paying for something, you should get something for that. Sure. I, but I don't I don't want to say like like think of this, for example, if, if you're willing to say make the price high enough i will now say that game is a bad game mm-hmm. would you do that for your favorite game yeah of all time? absolutely it's still a product at the end of the day okay yeah i, I totally don't i totally don't agree mm-hmm. but 
that's fair enough. If uh, like I'm trying to think of a game that I really if Shadow of the Colossus was a two hundred dollar game, that game that's fucking dumb. That's stupid, and they should feel bad. And it's garbage at that point because I I just don't see how that decreases like the game design of that game. Like sh- the marketing because the art to me is important. It's, it's the product. You can't experience, but the product hasn't changed. It's just the price tag has. But you can't experience it. People can't experience the product if they can't afford it. So what about this? You let's say you spent two hundred dollars on Shadow Colossus. Sure, you're saying this is a bad game. Someone finds a copy of of Shadow of the Colossus yeah. outside, <laughs> like on the ground. So they paid zero for yeah. it. How how the game is no different in any way? Sure. But you would have to still say it's bad. It it's is the same. Yeah, game. you're right. It's still a two hundred dollar thing. But that the price one, is now zero. That one person either was able to find or steal or whatever, because like I really believe gameplay comes before like narrative. You have to be able to feel the thing. That's why I don't like watching like YouTube videos on games. Why I like to play them myself. So at the end okay, of the day, but before gameplay. You're saying price comes before that, though. Well, price is part of that, right? Like, I need to experience it in my hands. How much am I going to pay? And that barrier has been lowered by stuff like Game Pass, but it's still there for me. Okay. Agree to disagree. Yeah, I, I, I'm completely opposite. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Next question comes from VGC Kenny. Video games don't seem to have an issue that a lot of other media suffers from. That is, there's no video game equivalent to there's no band better than the Beatles or there's no movie better than Citizen Kane and so on, at least to the extent that those are praised. The closest I can think of is Ocarina of Time, but even then I don't think it's that ubiquitous. Do you think it has more to do with the fact that video games definitively continually improve over time or more to do with the fact that most of the older people in the video game community grew up hearing that kind of talk and grew sick of it and decided to leave it behind. So here's the thing. If you weren't around when Undertale came out, you wouldn't be asking this question because holy shit, people way overhyped that thing. And that was like a couple years ago. This definitely happens with video games. I guess it's just rapid fan bases. I think Ocarina of Time is probably the one most people would agree on as that. That or maybe uh, Link to the Past or or Tetris or Super Mario World. Those are like the only ones I can think of that a majority of the people might say is is the best game of all time. Sure. One of the one of those four, I guess. And also those are the ones I would just I hear the most. And also I've met people that don't like the Beatles at all. And I personally don't like Citizen Kane. So, like, th- it's all just, like, bullshit just people say, <laughs> basically. So, um, I... Th- right, but I think what he means is the the, the the Beatles and Citizen Kane, they do have a... Um, there is a presence around them that they have accumulated this right. kind of title. Right. Um, so, whether you agree with it or not, enough people have said it is is the kind of point i think the difference Um, here though is that social media and just being connected has changed this completely i don't think the beatles would have been as big in our day and age if they had social media to like people detracting it and people agreeing that the beatles suck like i think it very much has to do with stuff 
at a point used to get so big that it was just kind of shoved in your face and then people would like like the mob mentality sort of thing of like being part of the conversation whatever or they do like i don't know it's one of those things that we have so much stuff right now that everybody kind of split up equally like what if i'm trying to think of uh what if we got like 10 games a year or whatever let's you know what let's even make this lower let's what if we got 10 games a month instead of like 500 (laughs) you know like of course one of those is going to be the greatest for that month sort of thing i think it's just one of those things that there's so much the point of entry into like creating stuff has made it so that people are able to try new things and kind of spread out there's no more just like this is the big thing right now because everything has its own following uh see i would think you're you're with your social media comment that maybe the the opposite might be true because it could spread easier well it it's it it can be spread easier now Mm -hmm. so you know you put something out there it's really easy to get a whole bunch of eyeballs on it because of the internet whereas the beatles and citizen kane they were able to get this status yeah. despite it being so much harder to share it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a feat sure. on its own. You know what I mean? Um, I do agree, though, that I think the the quantity has increased. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then along with that, uh, the number of people, you know, playing games has obviously increased because it is it is easier to get games Uh you know genres are becoming muddy so it's easier to find like a really niche thing that is really like this is perfect for you sure kind of thing um like if i asked you right now what is the best pinball metroidvania of all time (laughs) like you can get really specific instead of just saying like there's no like video game better than blank or whatever. You would say something like instead of like there's no band better than the Beatles, you would say maybe at some point it became there's no rock band better than the Beatles or there's no whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I think we started specifying more and more because people just like to categorize things like that. And video games have gotten to that I th- point. I think also I think also part of this question is kind of like if you if we were to ask, you know, quote unquote everyone what's the best game of all time why why would it be ocarina of time you know why would it be such an older game i i don't want to play ocarina of time mm-hmm. anytime soon if i'm going to play any zelda yeah ocarina of time is very low on that list sure but you know i would still probably say ocarina of time before a lot of the zeldas i'd rather play and like why do you know i don't know if you're the same but like why is that do you know at least what i'm, I'm getting at here like if you said like what's the most famous Zelda game for example or whatever or like the one that people say is whatever even though it's not your favorite you would still agree that it's that one right like oh, like I'll put it I'll try to put it in terms the uh, another way what do you think is the best game of all time like honestly I think if you were to ask that question in this context it's Tetris because so you're gonna say Tetris okay. Mm-hmm. If if you had the choice of playing like a Tetris right now, would you play original Tetris mm-hmm. or would you play a different one? So, yeah, that's the thing is that at the end of the day, it's the same game, just with more bells and whistles added to it. So that's why I that's a weird for I know what you're getting at. So Tetris is actually a weird thing 
in that I don't think that there's like a comparison because even like Puyo Puyo or whatever, like Tetris likes, I would still always rather play Tetris. Um, any form of it, essentially. See, me personally, like, I'd probably rather pay Tetris Effect over original Tetris. Sure, but you're still playing Tetris is what I'm getting. That's why this is a bad example for what you're getting at. Um, but yeah, Ocarina of Time, I know what you're talking about. Like, I don't want to play Ocarina of Time anytime soon. But if somebody said the best 3D Zelda, it's probably that. Although my opinion is like Majora's Mask. But I know, what, like, I would still say the one that people talk about is Ocarina. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So like I'm, I'm kind of wondering like why and and more people have got to have played. Do you think more people have played Ocarina of Time than they have like Breath of the Wild or no. or like a newer? Zelda? Oh, well. Like, I, see, I actually don't know because yeah. there's more opportunity to play Ocarina of right. Time, but there's more gamers now. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'd be interested to see like. So here's the thing, right? I hope when we die that there's like any stat you wanted to know or whatever, you can just now know this is a stat that I would want to know. <laughs> oh, like in the afterlife, there's like a supercomputer. Yeah. You can just look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and, and specifically with Zelda, like if someone was asking me like which Zelda is better, you know, I'd probably say Breath of the Wild is the best Zelda. But it's still for some reason, I, I would put Ocarina of Time as one of the best games of all time. I just kind of know that it's just kind of like a thing mm. much like I just kind of know that people say Citizen Kane is the best movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's weird. Like I, I almost got, I almost want to think like it, does it have to be old? Does it have to be old enough to kind of gain like mm. a monumental status in some way? I think it has to be groundbreaking in some way. I think might be the thing. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd say all three were, were were groundbreaking in their time for sure. I think it has to be easily accessible by a lot of people. It has to be groundbreaking and it has to stand the test of time, right? Like it has to have so many qualities of it that are unique that melt together to make it like, well, hang on. I don't know about your test of time. Didn't we just have a conversation about how we don't want to play Ocarina of time right now? Yeah, but it's the test of time. It did not stand the test of time. Right, but you could if you hadn't experienced it yet. Like we don't want to because we've done it already. For somebody's first time, I think I think someone playing an N sixty four copy of Ocarina of Time right now Mm. would have a bad time. You think so? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, maybe. I I don't see that being good. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. And I I would. I personally would not recommend that. I would obviously recommend the remake Mm. because I know like playing the N sixty four will be awkward and it will look like crap it's an n64 game yeah it has a quality about it that i think some people get into but i generally agree it looks pretty bad yeah part of me thinks like are we just like too close to any of any of these art forms like i don't think any movie recently anyone is saying this is the best movie of all time like wouldn't that just be insane to hear yeah I mean, like, I know what he's getting at his question, but when I see somebody say there's no movie better than Citizen Kane, I think that's like crazy talk. But <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what it is. It's weird. This is like a super odd question to think about and like how it relates to video games in general. Yeah, it makes me think like age has to be a part of it in some kind of way. It definitely uh, Kimberly in the chat said it definitely has to be an iconic thing. 
And it definitely has to be groundbreaking. I think that is just a must. It has to change fundamentally how something works or progress the medium for it to even start getting into that territory. I I feel like groundbreaking kind of goes hand in hand with iconic because we will remember it as things changed after this. Like, I'm always going to remember PUBG for making that genre. I'm always remember Fortnite. Uh huh. Like, because, you know, the world, the gaming world is different from when those two games got popular. Sure. Or Halo. Console shooters fundamentally changed forever when Halo came out. Yep. Yeah. And that's why we can easily remember these things. Uh-huh. Um, but then but, what and, makes Halo but just going like, with the other mediums? Like if anyone came up to mm-hmm. me and told me a movie from the last five years or a, like a song from the last five years and said, this is the best blank of all time, I would go, you're insane. How can you even say that? Yeah, that does. That just seems like such a weird phrase to say. That's where it definitely has to be old. It has to have been around enough that like other stuff has come up to challenge it and maybe failed somehow sure i that's a good point yeah and that i guess that's the standing the test of time thing so then i ask you what is the exact length like age it needs to be uh three and a half years (laughs) no way i just said (laughs) within five there's yeah um i don't know do you think like it i think there has to be enough time that a new generation could have experienced it for the first time so maybe 15 to 20 years minimum I mean, it, what, what do you mean by generation of like of, of people Yeah, of people? 15. OK, so like like I'm trying to think what happened so in like the early what, 2000s? What happened 15 years ago, like put put yourself 15 2004, years ago. OK, uh, I mean, grad year, basically. Um, What was big during graduation? <sighs> and I, you know, I would have been like in junior high. You know what? There, uh, Google exists and is a tool. So, like, tell me, like, tell me the what, what was the big game for two thousand four? Yeah, that's what I'm looking up here. Oh, Half Life Two. <laughs> okay, that's a that's an extremely good example. Arguably, that's unfair because yeah. that that's a huge example. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me one other game? Oh, you know, World of Warcraft. <laughs> okay. Apparently, 2004 was a banger. It was just dropping bangers, top of the charts. Okay, Let, I'll um, be a little more real. There's actual real bangers here. Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Halo Two, like, geez, yeah, okay. um, 2004, man. I'm trying. Wow, I'm trying to find something that like might be there. Uh, there's a lot of bad sequels okay what about 2003 go go one one Metal year Gear solid earlier. three might be the best one <laughs> anyway okay. okay 2003 let's see 2003 call of duty <laughs> okay this is, a, this is a better example sure yeah no one's talking about call of duty one but it started that franchise you're right yeah that's true people i feel like the only call of duty people are talking about is four in terms of like length of time sure yeah and that was only 12 years ago, roughly, maybe 13. I want to say 2008. Not that it really matters. OK, yeah. <clears throat> so 11 years or so. Uh, I would say between 10 and 20 years and might be. I don't. Well, I mean, I hmm. would I would still say Call of Duty 4 is important. Yeah. Like things shifted. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> get to, getting to our original point of a generation like. I don't think kids today give a shit about Call of Duty 4. 
Yeah. I'd be interested to know that, actually. Probably. That, that's, another, that's another thing. Like, do you think kids today, going back to the original question, do you think kids today still have the idea of Ocarina of Time is the Zelda? I have no idea, honestly. I mean, yeah, I mean, always uh, we have no idea about any of this. Yeah. We're all just speculating. I would be surprised to hear if I talked to a kid, let's say like, you know, 12 years old. So they're not, they're not too young. They're not. They're still a kid. Yeah. I would be surprised if they said, oh, yeah, Ocarina of Time is like the Zelda. I just know that. Of course, I know that. So uh, I bet they've never even played Ocarina. Of Time. So another thing that has to happen here is that it has to be. OK, so it has to be groundbreaking and iconic. It goes hand in hand with that. It has to kind of stand the test of time. And it has to be. I think what I was getting at is mm-hmm. you, you mentioned it earlier was accessible. It has to be accessible. And I think it has to be that it was so good at the time and so like new or changing in some way that it got people to continuously talk about it and pass it on. Because like I think also, though, it needs to. Mm hmm. Well, I don't know. Then this might be unique to video games because I was going to say for the other ones, like it needs to still be good when you go to it. Now. I think that's a video because like thing. if you go listen to a Beatles song, yeah, it's going to sound the same as it did back then. Arguably, it's going to sound better just because of technology, but I'm not going to say it's not going to sound worse. Sure. Um, And you're still you're going to hear that song and be like, cool. Uh huh. Video games. You're going to go play Ocarina of Time right now. It's going to look like garbage unless they've re-released mm-hmm. it. That's kind of a, a bit of a different gray area. Yeah. We kind of get into other stuff because, you know, re-releases aren't always the best. It, they, it, they, some games don't age well. Like, you know, I mentioned Burnout Paradise. That re- remaster wasn't amazing. This is actually the answer. Old. Because his question is, his thing starts with video games don't just seem to have an issue that a lot of other media suffers from. I think it's because the, like, in the, the way you had originally taken my stand the test of time thing, uh, I think that's just a unique thing to video games, which is why we don't get that as much. Is that well, I'm disagreeing with this question. I'm saying I think video games do suffer this issue that like music doesn't. And I don't mm-hmm. and for I don't think movies might either. I mean, there's an argument to be said about, excuse me, black and white movies. You know, the, the, we got color, you know, we got talkies, blah, 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 stuff like that. Sure. But I mean, the, people are still coming out with black and white movies. You can still go watch Citizen Kane and it looks the same. Where right. I'm not going to go out and be like, well, this is just not movies now kind of thing. You know, this is but Ocarina of Time, I would say, looks bad. It pro- it plays bad like that N64 controller is not ideal. But people still talk highly of it or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Weird. It, it's a it's a gr- it's a great question. Yeah. Um, I think Breath of the Wild is one of the best games of all time. Oh, wow. OK. Uh, next question from one press L2P, which game do you wish you could play again for the first time to experience the joy of playing it and or the storytelling twist that you enjoyed so much on your first time playing the Metal Gear Solid series? What a ride this is easy one for me. Ghost trick ghost trick. I'm literally waiting <laughs> to forget it. And I've I've forgotten quite a bit about it. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to finally get back to that. I'm I'm probably do this with a lot of like game story heavy games. Yep. like I wouldn't be surprised if I revisited uh the ace attorney games in a decade or so yep uh but ghost trick for the most part is like my number one with a bullet uh-huh um i'm trying to uh, think actually i was just saying this to a coworker. 
I wish I completely had forgotten about Titanfall 2 so I could experience that again. Titanfall 2 was a good Not one. Not for the story or anything. I don't care about that. Just those levels. Good, yep. Man. That's a good game. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah, I guess like what's your favorite game like would you not want to experience that thrill again for the first time is the answer like i could say this about well, most I, of I my met, favorite games right see the reason i didn't play say burnout paradise is i did uh-huh. i got the remaster uh-huh. a decade later yeah. and it kind of just was like you know they didn't do much to this remaster this game doesn't quite hold up but if it was like, the still, first like, time I would, i'm sorry though. i would say it holds up uh-huh. but it, it just it feels older because it's missing like waypoints and stuff like that. And this is a different conversation, but like some games I feel like need to be improved to keep up with times. Otherwise they're missing something. Whereas back then I didn't know I was missing something. That's just kind of where games were. Sure. Yeah. I, that's why I can easily say ghost trick because it's just a story game. It's, 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 it's not going to feel off. It's like, it's like reading a book. I think how the way I interpreted this is that like, Obviously, the first Metal Gear Solid game like plays okay to me because I have nostalgia for it. But for everybody else and me, the first time now, it would feel like garbage, probably. But like, right. I ex- I like read this as the first time to experience the joy of playing it. In that, like, if you could relive that moment, Are you, back you, when like, you came- went back in time, basically, yeah, essentially. Okay, so you're not playing it now. No, it's, that's how I read it. You're playing it when it made sense. Yeah, getting that experience again, like at that time. Then this just turns into what's your favorite game? Yeah, totally, right? That's why I was saying the, and, like all of my favorite games. <laughs> so. Yeah. So honestly, I think that's a less interesting way to interpret the question, unfortunately. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, uh, it had that remaster. Like I kind of wish I had gotten the punch of that ending again. But you can't because i knew how it ends right i mean this is a whole thing about why i try to play games when they're popular uh, is because it kind of like means something at a time yeah. th- that it will it will lose after the fact like i have a i have a coworker who's never played the uncharted games oh and i'm trying to be like well you know two is like the best one yeah but <clears throat> it's gonna probably feel old at this point yeah but like two was such a thing at the time for me, I guess this is kind of getting into Ocarina of time question. Yeah. Like again, <laughs> basically. Um, so, so I guess this is me kind of saying, I feel like p- playing games, not when they're super popular. I feel like you're missing out on them, but I know that's a, a place of privilege that I, totally. that I'm able to, you know, buy games new and t- most people play older games and stuff. Um, how much do you think the zeitgeist of a game is about this too like being able to just chat with your friend who is playing it at the same time and just be like like the fact that you and i before we went live here talked about the ending of cadence of hyrule like and right yeah i mean that that's that's kind of what i was just getting at i would be having a fundamentally less interesting time with mario maker 2 if people weren't sharing stages on twitter every single day like why aren't we talking about mario maker 1 right <laughs> like that's the thing you could go back and play mario yep. maker one that's still there you could experience every level from that game for the first time you know why people aren't because people aren't talking about it <laughs> so yeah i and, and this is gonna be different from people yeah there's gonna be people like a normal when we're talking about the normies they could care less what's popular right now they went into the GameStop. Yeah. 
They picked out the one that their friend said was cool and that their friend wants to play with them. That's the game they're playing. And guess what? It's Call of Duty from two years ago. Doesn't matter. Right. That's the one their friends And they, and they still the love best. it. And that's the one they're playing. Yeah. And they're going to love yeah. it. But I'm going to be sitting here and I'm going to be playing the latest Call of Duty. Yeah. He t- getting a part of the discourse. And to me, that's really important. Obviously, I, I have a video game podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so being part of the zeitgeist is, is important to me. Uh-huh. But I, for, I would say I bet for like 80 percent of the people out there, they could care less. Whatever it's what's the cheap one. That's the one my friend says to get. Yeah. Boom. Done. I'm a gamer. I'd be and that's fine, too. It's going to I'd be interested to hear what be, um, people on, listening yeah. have to say about that. Like hit us up on Twitter or something. I'm interested to see, like, how much that impacts their playing of something. I think it does more than people think. <laughs> frankly like i think most i think a lot of our audience plays older games i'm i'm almost certain of yeah. that uh, the, uh and i and i see this a lot when we do our community game of the year polls yeah a lot of people are just like i didn't play a lot from this year and that's fair that's fine because you know um uh, you know when i didn't play a lot of games when i was in college as well <laughs> like see I, I played more games when i was in college oh, really? i got pretty lucky with that okay <laughs> um but you know that's that's definitely probably a reason people listen to this podcast. It's why I listen to some other podcasts is to kind of keep up with stuff that I'm not caught up on. Okay. And I bet, ton- I bet a lot of our listeners do that. Yeah. And like, we also, like you have said many times, we have to remember we are such in a minority of like, yeah, <laughs> of people. And this is why Twitch is obviously popular. Like people watch more games than they play. Sure. And that's a way to experience games. Sure. Sure. Yeah, for sure. We are too privileged to the point where I won't actually listen to other video game podcasts anymore because I just want to experience all of it for myself. And I'm in the position where even when things are a little tight, I'm able to budget a game a month easily. I listen to so many video game podcasts. (laughs) Oh, really? You don't. Here's a question for you. Do you ever just get sick of hearing people talking about this? Because here's the thing, right? The new cycle happens. A new game comes out. Every video game podcast is talking about that video game. Do you ever get sick about just hearing it. people talk about that same game? No. Really? Interesting. Okay. No, that's that's like my life, man. Well, if I know I that it's sick literally it, I done it a job, long time ago. But like <laughs> it's also it is also my job. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. See, I couldn't stand that. I kind of like want to talk about video games. I mean, this is why I'm here. I want to talk about video games with people. I don't want to hear people talk about video games. Is it? I'm both. <laughs> okay, fair. Interesting. Just want it all over my face. <laughs> oh, gross. All right. Kevin wrote in and said, oh, two questions. Uh, one, if one looks through a comic book while just looking at the pictures and not actually reading anything, is it acceptable for them to say they have completed the comic book? Completed the comic book, by the way, is like the weirdest way to ever talk That's a about weird term. comics. This comic is completed into the fire. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's crazy. Because at the end of the day, book is I, part. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> book is part of that name. You should read some of it. <laughs> um, there are comics without words. Sure. Those are specifically made for that purpose. I think he just means like, can you pick up the latest Thor? I don't know why I went to Thor. <laughs> can you pick up the latest Thor comic and know what's happening by watching him throw his hammer or her throw her hammer around a bunch? Uh, I'm going to be on the side of because I think I think we the way you can extrapolate this is 
I watched someone play through all of Life is Strange one on the Internet. Uh huh. Does that count as me kind of does that count as me like experiencing that? game? This is where you and I are fundamentally different because I say no. And I say there are, you know, in the past, maybe not, but I, I there are different ways people can ex- experience games. Uh-huh. And I, I want to say, like, if this is doing something for you, then who am I to say? Sure. That that was worse. <laughs> sure. But like, I guess it's acceptable to say that you've even read the comic book if you haven't like even looked at the comic book. I don't give a shit if it makes you feel good or whatever. But like. Sorry, I keep getting hung up on. I might say you didn't read the comic because you didn't read. Yeah, but that's specific for this one. Read his second one because it's kind of a similar question. And then we'll talk about the whole. Gotcha. Okay. also completed the comic book. I keep getting hung up on because that's just such a funny way to say that. Um, Sure. Okay. so the second part of the question or whatever is if one plays through a story. Oh, I see. If one plays through a story heavy RPG while skipping all of the cutscenes which in this particular example makes up one fourth of the playtime. Is it acceptable to say they have completed the game? You know what? I'm going to change this question a little bit to make it a little more similar to his first part. Let's say instead of in this particular example, one fourth of the playtime, let's say half. So you are miss. I don't think it matters. It doesn't, I don't think it, it doesn't matters, matter that okay. much, but for me play for when you're talking about video games, playing is more important than anything so one fourth, I'm saying that you still have thir- like 75%. So the half is for me personally to make this make more sense. So, okay. They skipped all the cutscenes. Did they play the game? Yes, because they still played the game, but they didn't experience like the full <laughs> thing. And you know what? That's the same answer with the comic book. Like you saw the cool stuff, but like you didn't experience the story, I guess is the thing. What if, what if the, the comic was written in a way where they could pick up on what the story was much like a comic that doesn't have words. <laughs> so if you played a story heavy RPG where you could still pick up what's going on by not knowing. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't even have to be story heavy. They played some game where they skipped the stereotypical cutscene narrative, but they were able to pick up what's going on through, I don't know, context cues, maybe in fight banter, you know, some other thing that was outside of the cutscene while they were just, sure playing the like hand hands on approach. Mm -hmm. It's weird comparing the two because for me, like I said, gameplay comes first with a video game with a comic book. For me, the reading part comes first and the pictures are like part of that. Like I like this, like dumb little stories and the weird banter the characters have. Um, And then the pictures like kind of supplement that. So for me, when I'm reading this question, seeing that it's a two parter, part one is fundamentally missing the thing I care about. And part two is fundamentally giving me the thing I care about. That's why this is a hard question for me personally. So you're valuing the the story over the gameplay? Yeah, because it's two different mediums. Like I like this in the comic book. I like the story stuff more. In a video game, I like the gameplay stuff more. That's why. Okay, what if it is a vi- what if it is it, like a visual it is novel? A, uh, a visual novel. I was, I'll actually want to say, what if it's an FMV game where the gameplay is hit the A button? Yeah, I mean, there's a few of those for sure. Uh, and I know you like those. Like which ones? Are you still valuing the gameplay over the story here? Um, 
Like you will, you will play the shape shifting detective. You'll skip all the cutscenes, but you you will definitely hit a when you're allowed. to. I've definitely skipped some cutscenes and story games like that for sure. Well, I'm asking you, you you skipped all the cutscenes in shape shifting detective. All of them. You hit all the a buttons you could. Did you beat the game? Did you complete the game for going by the terminology? Um, predisposed. I mean. Yeah, if you're going by the terminology, you beat it, but you didn't experience it, it fully. I think they're two different things. They're not part of the same thing. But you don't think they beat the comic? <laughs> you completed or, 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 Sorry, in this scenario, did they beat the comic but not experience it? Yeah, that, that's exactly okay. what I think. Because okay. I can flip through a gonna... book as well and look at some words and then throw it away, like any book. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Watch uh, Yeah. Me. Do I, I don't even have a book near me <laughs> right now. Just, just, just try and stop me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, the, the point I, I'm kind of trying to it's suss fun. out here is I think games, it's going to be a case by case. Bait. I think everything is going to be a case by case totally. basis because they can be so different. We just compared an RPG to a, an FMV game, totally. which the gameplay is completely different. And, you know, the, the cutscenes could be theoretically, I don't know. Hold more value is a is a is a bad way yeah. of of, uh, of phrasing it, but you kind of get the sure. point. Um, and I and so I go back to my Twitch example. Uh-huh. I feel like there are different ways to experience games sure. at this point, yep. mm-hmm. and and this could almost be mm-hmm. an accessibility uh, discussion. Okay, if if we think of Celeste, yep, they have the option of adding an extra jump. Yep. Did the person beat the game because they had to turn that on? Oh, absolutely. Did the person experience yeah. the game because they had to turn it on? Did they experience the game to the developer's intent? Yeah, because it was programmed in there. Now, if you were to say it wasn't programmed in there and somebody modded <coughs> it in, I would still say that they got like probably. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. The accessibility option for sure. Actually, I'll relate it even to this. Can you read a comic book if you don't like a manga, say, if you don't speak Japanese or can't read Japanese by just looking at the pictures? Because that's what you're getting at, right? Like the accessibility. Did I if I sit down with a comic book or something in another language, can I still say that I experienced that by like flipping through and looking at every scene carefully enough to try to suss out what's going on? And then say that like I've read it, even though I didn't actually read it because I can't. Right. I go back to my original comment of if it's doing something for you, mm-hmm. then that's then I'm then that's good. But I, I don't I'm not going to sit here and be like, you shouldn't look at that. Sure. Because you can't fully experience it properly because then you get into weird stuff of like you should not play a horror game unless it is midnight and all the lights are turned yeah. off <clears> and there's a storm outside. And it's like, what? like yeah. is that like that i don't want to get into a, that's, a i don't want to no, get into a stance of like, like there is a proper way to play that's everything. too purist for sure see but like um i would say that if i did that i fundamentally am missing by not understanding the language or even understanding it enough that i know some words say but i don't understand how like the grammar or sentence structure works i'm still fundamentally missing what makes it like a thing even though so like I would still agree that I'm fundamentally missing the experience of it, even though I got through it, essentially. Even if the in the in this scenario, the the manga, uh-huh. it was drawn in a way where they picked up on the story. 
if it was drawn into the way to pick up on the story, then it was made for people like me. So I didn't fundamentally miss it. I still experienced it. Okay. So again, we're saying this is going to be on a a comic by comic basis. Yep. And I think that's what this turns down to, (laughs) which I think like every question we've had this week has turned down to like, this is a case by case basis, but no, this is a good conversation. I'm going to be real. These Um, questions have been fucking amazing. These have been top. Yeah. We just need John to not be here a little more often. He's always, he's always making us talk less. (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait, what? Um, <laughs> He's making us yeah, exactly, talk right? less. <laughs> um, and I brought I brought up the accessibility part because, like, yeah, th- there was something even kind of recently this year when Sekiro yeah. came out. A lot of people saying, like, I can't play this game. It's too hard. I wish there was an easy mode. Yeah. And then a number of people coming out being like, that's if, if there was an easy mode that you wouldn't be playing Sekiro. This game it should stay as is. Right. And you should play <laughs> something else. Right. And and I, and and yeah. And I'm always going to come down on the side of like accessibility is good. Yeah. More options are good. The the more like if if it's not hurting you, right? Putting an easy mode in Sekiro is not taking away from your normal mode play, then who cares? Right. Let's just let, and that's why I think like you can experience it if if you're only getting a part of it, but if that's, if that means something to you in some way, then good. I'm glad you had that, that part. Right. Where I'll So I I usually come down on the side of if the developer didn't put an easy mode in, then like it's, it's, I guess it's okay to not experience things is where I come down on it. So like, I don't, the way the developer gives it to you, if we're talking about the sick hero thing, like if there's no easy I first of all there should be an easy mode because more options is just always better it's consumer friendly uh but if they don't want to put it in then like and you can't like see it or whatever or play it well cuz here's here's your scenario okay. like they don't they didn't put it uh-huh. in and and I can't play it for in this scenario I can't play Sekiro sure, 2 okay. they don't they don't have an easy mode I know a way to put an easy mode in it for my copy of the game. I'm okay with that. Should I do that? Yeah, I'm okay I'm with at, that. You're okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I thought you were going to say no. But I will say that your that experience is fundamentally different from mine. But obviously. But so. For sure. It, but but will you say, did I did I complete Sekiro? Uh, sure. But I think you and I would have arguments. And that's fine. Because discourse is fine and people don't have to get butthurt about not agreeing on stuff. Um, whereas like say there's a boss or whatever that took me a while and you're like, Oh, that was easy. That would just spark a conversation between us where I'm just like, well, you didn't play it the way it was intended and blah, blah, blah. And like, uh, yeah. And that's fine. People like I, I would still, I usually go, this is why it's hard to talk about this stuff. Cause I kind of think both are right. And people don't like that. People like when you take a hard line stance and that's why it's hard to talk about this stuff. I think it's okay for people to experience something in whatever way that makes them happy or feel like they're part of the conversation. As long as they realize that they like, if they modded it, that they experienced it a way that wasn't intended. Like that's, it's fine. Both are fine. Should it have an easier mode? Maybe, but it doesn't. So whatever, that's fine too. It's a different thing this way. And people don't like when you take middle approaches to stuff. So that's why I have a rough time in some conversations like this where like both are totally fine. Um, so that's why 
I have to preface everything with these questions about what I think, obviously. Um, be, so that's why I'm saying I don't think if you are reading a comic book, not one that's made for people that are like illiterate or not able to read or whatever or picture book only, but like just a normal comic book. If you are only looking at the pictures, I don't think you're fundamentally getting everything out of it. But yes, you've completed it or experienced it in your way. It's just, yeah. Sure. And I, I don't want to I don't want to dive into this next point too much, but I, I we could even talk about uh, is the zeitgeist around a game N- is knowing that kind of stuff also important for you getting something out of a game. Again, it's so dependent uh, on all of this is so dependent on what we're talking about at the time. Yeah, right. Like if if I, cause if I was to say, like, for for my coworker who's who's thinking of playing Uncharted, yeah. like. Well, you know, you, you're not really going to get the Uncharted 2 experience that we all got because you're not at the time and place. You didn't play through Uncharted right. 1. Uncharted 2 is just going to seem like a a, a, no, a, a normal thing. It's not going to seem like this water breaking mm-hmm. moment. Right. Um, so it, so is his playthrough inferior to mine. So if I'm making and, again, more aggressive, this terms. is where it gets weird, because with technology, I can go back and listen to what Ryan Davis thought about Uncharted from Giant Bomb. Like, I can have that experience of people talking about it because it's saved on the Internet. It's a weird situation. Good. Like, (laughs) it's super odd. You can't be part of that conversation in the same way you could have been. But, like, you could talk to people and, like, honestly, if you talk to me right now about Uncharted 2, I'll be less excited about it than when it came out, obviously. Or actually Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 is a good example for this. If you just played through Mass Effect 2 now, and you're super stoked because you like a bunch of stuff it did, like, I've played Mass Effect 3 and Andromeda, so I'm a little less stoked (laughs) about where that thing went. So our conversation is fundamentally different than if I had just played it as well. Um, But the nice thing about the Internet is you can find these niche communities of people where you will meet somebody who also hasn't played something. And I think this is what TDP Plus also helps with, with you guys can play the game that we're going to talk about with us. And you can hear about John talk about it because he played it 10 years ago. Sean is like played it maybe for some reason he's still playing it every week. (laughs) Yeah, Sean just (laughs) played it like maybe a year ago and I never had even heard of it. And I just played it like you can get different perspectives. Yeah, this is. This is like the whole point of like yeah. book clubs. Obviously, yeah. this is the reason why when you when you're growing up, <clears throat> everyone has to read Shakespeare. Yep, and why those conversations are going to change year after yep. year because the world is changing, yep. but the work's not, and that's going to lead to different discussions. Basically, what I'm saying is subscribe to TDP Plus Patreon. Make <laughs> sure you play the games with us, and yo, like this is actually legitimate. This isn't part of the shilling. But like it kind of is as well. I really, really would like people to actually like vote for the games that they think they might play with us. Play the game through that month at some point and be part of that conversation because it's inter- like Sean, John and I all know each other very well. What's super interesting to us is when we get feedback from people we don't know at all about stuff, about what we think and like being part of that conversation, because like I kind of know an idea of what Sean's going to feel about something and then we can talk it out. And that's the point of the conversation, like the point of TDP every week. But like I really like the community aspect and like this is why we do the live show. I like when people like 
chat about what we're talking about some different perspectives or different ideas are brought up and like i would really enjoy if more people participated in the like it even if you're not a subscriber just like play the game with us and at some point uh give your opinion on it and stuff like that so like i really really enjoy that sort of thing or even just hit me up on twitter like if you don't subscribe or whatever and you see that we're going to be do we know what we're playing this month again i can't actually remember Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. Like, if you've played Slay the Spire, write in, like, put on the headline, like, TDP Plus, like, Slay the Spire thoughts or whatever. We'll save that stuff because I really, really enjoy that. Or tweet at me. Well, like, what do you think? And, yeah, I just want people to be... I like these conversations. I want people to join in more is what I'm getting at. All right, I'm going to do this last question. Yep. comes in from, I'm going to say, Kerosi, Ker- something like that. Um, it's for me specifically, but we, you know, we'll open it up. Uh, curious to know if you play time spinners, a new Metroidvania. That's almost like Mega Man X and final fantasy. Really good game. We, we had someone speaking of the Patreon submit time spinners for a number of months in yeah. a row. And unfortunately it just, it wasn't winning the polls. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely interested in time spinners. I haven't played it myself. It's coming to game pass. So like get ready to hear me talk about time spinners. Basically that's been on my, uh, backlog for a while now i'm super interested in that game as well uh i i have been secretly hoping it would win one of the times it was submitted (laughs) for patreon so it would give me motivation to play it over other stuff but uh no dice yet but yeah i'm with you all right that's it for questions this week if you want to send in questions for next week it is top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter uh, the Discord channel or John's PO box. What's your game of the week? Uh, I'm going to give it to Cadence this week. Great ending. And I'm going to give it to Mario Maker again. Um, if you're a Patreon uh, top tier subscriber, I'll put up that submission thread tomorrow. So start thinking about what game uh, you want to submit for the poll because um, that'll be coming in the following week. And I don't know when John's back. You guys probably know better than I do. So you can tell me when <laughs> yeah, John's <exactly>. back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. Talk to you later.